0: Welcome to the Dental Breakdown Show. This show is where we break down issues in the dental marketplace. My name is Christian White, CEO of White & Associates Practice Consulting, Better Business, Better Dentistry. All right, Bob, uh, not many people know this about you, but you are an incredible writer. And you have put together, written an article, and I want to make sure I get this right, Dental Clinic Design you know, Post-Pandemic and Beyond. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: All right. Um, it came about the article. I don't. I don't just sit down to write an article. Um, I'm not that kind of a writer. Um, but I had a client during the during this pandemic who called me and asked me. We were in the process of designing some remodeling to their clinic and asked me what she should be doing with that with the clinic to react and. To the, to the pandemic and what the uh, American Dental Association was recommending and what the CDC was recommending. So I started, I just sat down and started jotting, literally um, with my pen, um, some thoughts about what she should do for that particular clinic. And as I was doing that, I started to write other things so that I could help other dentists as well. And, and and then I sat down and I started, I said, Well, I should type this out. So I started typing kind of a it was a, a rough outline. It was supposed to be more of a list, but it became an outline. And then I realized the outline was actually really turning into a, an article because I started just typing, you know, I was just like typing away and I started typing paragraphs instead of just outline type things. And so after a while I realized, oh, I'm writing an article, not not writing a list or an outline. And so, so I refined it a bit and added some things in that would appeal to other people other than just my dentist um, client. And and it became, you know, I thought it was a very helpful article. Simple, mm-hmm. but helpful.
0: So uh, Bob, tell me, how, ha- how has the game changed for the private dentist and how will it change as we, you know, kind of, get through this uh, pandemic, you know, and, and we take a look at the future, you know, a couple of years down the road, you know, what do the private dentists need to know?
1: Sure, I mean, initially they're doing things that are short-term. They're putting in shields and things like that. There's management issues as well that they will take care of, you know, how they manage their waiting room and their patients and how they come in and out. And all that stuff is, is stuff that I leave to the dentist to handle. Um, the spaces though the appearance um, the appearance has to change it has to be um, an appearance of safety they have to feel that 's that comfort level i you know i I talk about a lot, which is that the space has to feel safe for them to be in, and some of the stuff some dentists are doing doesn't necessarily make clients or patients feel safe it makes them feel um, unsure of themselves and things so we My suggestion is to try to do that. The the layout of the clinics may change as well. If it's a very large clinic, uh, in an outdoor approach would work best. Um, And then certainly the air systems, just um, the heating, heating ventilation, air conditioning systems throughout can be designed better. A lot of times they're designed more as an office environment than as a clinical environment. Um, And then I I think this is a this is almost a great chance like if you look at try to look at the silver lining of this It's a really good chance for a lot of dental clinics to break the mold they've um, most Most dental clinics were designed to follow a mold that has been used for the last 50 plus years Um, Certainly the clinics were smaller back 50 years ago, but the the mold is still there the way the 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 actual flow of the clinic, the, the design stuff that we look at, the efficiency of the clinic and stuff can be improved. Um, how how the front reception desk works and how the front reception people work is really based on a mold that was 50 years ago. Um, it so this is the time when you can do that. You can you can do some changes, um, change how things are done because almost the pandemic is forcing you to do that. So for instance. Um, 10 years ago, dentists were really, really not receptive to using any kind of technology to check in a patient. And now they're starting to look at it and say, oh, well, maybe we can, maybe we can do this. Maybe we can text a patient that's in their car and say, we're ready for you in 15 minutes. Can you be here? That kind of thing. So some of that's changed a lot. And so if if you take a kiosk approach, for instance, in a clinic, it changes how the reception desk works and who has to be at the reception desk and how. Um, there's some other things, how you know where where they do certain of the tasks, where they where they address insurance issues, where they address payment issues, um, how they how they deal with that, and what room and, and stuff. And so some of that's just a chance to break the mobile.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So let's say you have a reception desk um, pre pandemic. You have a reception desk. You have four people working at the reception desk, you know, that's a lot of staff time, a lot of money going into that one little spot. Now, certainly you wanna maintain a personal approach. You want the patients to feel welcome. Oftentimes one person can do that as long as you put the processes in place around them so that they don't have to be doing the insurance forms or they don't have to be, you know, discussing with a patient particulars of their treatment and costs. So if you can do that, try to get some of the, the functions that the receptionist would typically have done or multiple receptions would do, then I think you can you can actually change the way the reception desk works. Mm-hmm. How that works. It still needs to be a receptionist because that's what people would expect. They want to see somebody, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean they can't have checked in beforehand and just chat with the receptionist. That doesn't mean they, they couldn't be sitting in their house checking in, you know, half hour beforehand, and then get a get a text from the rece- the receptionist or or somebody in the clinic saying, you know, your your chair is ready at ten o'clock. Please come in. Be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's ways of doing it. Um, I think I think that it's a good advantage. I think the better potential, better air quality systems that we're talking about. Will actually bring about healthier environments for both the patients and the staff. So there's things that we can do. Um, better air systems cost more money. They do. And so, but you're spending more money. Potentially, let's say, let's say you have one staff person who gets sick a lot in the clinic. Maybe then, by changing the air system and having HEPA filters and things like that that we're now talking about much more, the the, that, that, that staff person doesn't get sick as much. And suddenly the, the clinic becomes more efficient in the process, um, very easily paid for by one person being not sick as much.
0: The Dental Breakdown Show, sponsored by White & Associates Practice Consulting, Better Business, Better Dentistry. They are a practice management consulting firm for dentists and other healthcare-related businesses. Their sole purpose is to implement proven strategies through online and in-practice visits and result in the personal and professional success of the dentist and his or her team. In your article, uh, Bob, you know, if you were to summarize that and look at maybe the top two or three things that dentists could do starting today uh you know well, well, what are those
1: to to address the pandemic directly Correct. the um well reception is is the first point of contact Correct. so um as as a person-to-person contact so that's that's an important one um the ada doesn't really address that they talk more about the treatment areas True. I would recommend having some kind of shields up at the reception desk to protect your receptionist. There's ways of doing it. There's good ways of doing it and bad ways of doing it. Certainly, <laughs> you can buy the cheap plastic you know, shields. What I've been finding and what I've been seeing is that patients will actually walk to the side of the shield so that they can address the receptionist directly, which defeats the purpose of the shield altogether. Um, I have this thing in my head of this little rotating panels that you can you can pivot so that they don't have to be open all the time but they can be partially open um, there's certainly some glass shields that I've seen that that provides some level of protection um, air systems are critical uh, most most clinics are built um, With airflow, where the treatment rooms are almost under a positive pressure, which means that airflow is coming down on the patient, but the air then can move into other treatment rooms or into the hallway. Um, I think we need to kind of do the reverse, where the treatment rooms are under negative pressure, basically pulling air into them and exhausting it then, and either exhausting it into a return air system, which means that then you're filtering it with a HEPA a filter which is a really high really fine particulate and can catch most virus actually they're small there's they're tight enough that they can catch virus um, particles or whatever you want to call them the um, it also also there are some systems which are not proven yet which have like a UV light um, ultraviolet light or a ozone treatment which is done kind of to the air but also to the filter it's usually on the On the um, return air side of the filter, so that any bacteria, viruses, um, things that get caught by the filter can then be killed by the filter, by the by the ozone treatment. Questionable whether they work. Nobody knows for sure. The tests are sort of conclusive by the actual people selling them, but aren't super conclusive otherwise. And part of it's just how it's installed and where it's installed and how it's used.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The, um, there's some other devices that you can put in the treatment rooms to do some some filtration, where it kind of sucks enough air through and filters it through its own device. Those are somewhat effective. Um, the other the other things are certainly the layout and management. Um, in over time, I've been seeing dental clinics getting smaller and smaller per square foot. of thing where they're trying to make them tighter and tighter to make them more efficient the problem with that is now reception areas and waiting areas need to be bigger and bigger and bigger so that they allow people social distancing social distancing Mm -hmm. physical distance between people and and most waiting rooms i mean there's some that we have that have six chairs in them not like the one behind us but (laughs) um, there's a lot of them that are that are you know, really small clinics and they have maybe six chairs, maybe eight chairs, maybe 10, but they're basically chairs lined up against each other and people will not sit like that anymore. Mm-hmm. That is changing. So some of the waiting rooms will need to increase in size or maybe you just don't use the waiting room as much. So it's used as, as a very, very temporary measure um, if somebody's overflow or if somebody is with a, with a patient um, You know, in the future not right at the moment.
0: I have seen that um, in practices where it's it's kind of a pass-through area now it's kind of it's kind of like your uh, living room in your house Bob nobody ever sits at it they just walk through it.
1: <laughs> Normal living room yeah um, <laughs> and we have some clinics where they sit like opposite like a major lobby of an office building or a, a dental uh, or a medical building where mm-hmm. there's like waiting areas outside as well um, that's where like the texting comes in you know you're Chairs ready. Come on in. Um, the you know it it still can be still can be comfortable. It still can do things. Um, but I think one of the main things is is um, beyond just the appearance of safety, the safety that's built into everything. Mm-hmm. I think some of that can be very easily done. Hi, I'm Bob Schaefer, President of the Foundation Architects, started in 1994 to serve entrepreneurial business owners. We specialize in personal custom dental clinics. We design custom dental clinics for dentists who want to fine tune their dental clinic for the way they practice, their staff, and their patients. We love designing dental clinics.
0: So let me switch topics for a second, Bob. Uh, That was great information. Thank you very much for sharing that. I did read your article. It was awesome. Thank you very much for doing that. So on a different topic, um, the design that you uh, do, the design that the foundation architects does, can you come into a practice and use that design and what you guys do and add value to the dental practice, which means the actual value of the practice can, you know, kind of go up because of what you guys are doing? Can you just, I want to just ask you that.
1: Um, I would say absolutely. So would I. (laughs) He, you know, certainly, if a clinic is relatively new and has been done nicely, then no, we probably can't. But a lot of times we walk into a clinic. Um, what we found by talking to dentists, because we know a lot of dentists, mm-hmm. is that sometimes they're not in their waiting room even once a month. Sometimes, sometimes for a long time, they can't. They can't even tell me when the last one they were in the waiting room was. So. The problem is, is the waiting room and reception is is the first impression of the clinic. True. Period. The the patient sees that first. So before anything else forms an impression in their head, the waiting room, the entry of the clinic, you know, if it's a building itself, the building entrance um, creates an image in the patient's head that cannot be changed. So if they see it as cluttered or dirty or worn out. Especially worn out is a big one. Um, I've gone into a lot of clinics where the furniture is worn out, the carpet's worn out, and then you know. So the patient and the patient's mind—they're up in here thinking. So they're not willing to spend money on new carpet. Are they buying the best whatever for to you know to work on my mouth? Are they cheap? Correct. Are they buying? Are they buying less expensive products that they should be using more expensive products in my mouth? Because it's my mouth, it's me. Mm-hmm. So they need to they need to understand that that's a reflection on their practice, not just yes, it is. not just a, a pretty room to have. This is a room that reflects on how they do dentistry. And and when you do that, it it changes it changes all of that and how. Um, it changes all of that and changes how how the patient perceives everything after that. Mm-hmm. So if they see it as comfortable place where they like it, they feel comfortable, and that can be anything. Like somebody might not feel comfortable with the clinic behind me. You know, if and if they're if they want to go to, you know, Northwoods cabin feel, then that's the clinic they should be going to. True. And but they'll feel comfortable within that. That's mm-hmm. the impression, they want that first impression. When they get a bad first impression, it's difficult to get past that. And they may, if they're, if they're shopping for dentists, which some people do, they go into a clinic, they're expecting to see what they wanna see. Not, not that there's a worn out clinic or a worn out reception desk or bad lighting or a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Some of the reason our clinics look kind of clean and crisp is because of how the lighting is done. And the light levels that are there, you know, and and where the light levels are not high, the two work together. So, you know, for instance, if you walk into a bar and the bar has a black ceiling and then it has some spotlights on different tables and maybe the bar itself, you're gonna think, oh, that's really cool space. But if you walk into that same environment and it's a dental clinic, you're not gonna like it. No. You're gonna think, what's lurking in the black? Um, you know, so we try to design the clinics to be to be nice, bright, airy, mm-hmm. clean, crisp.
0: See, I think one of the things, and you kind of talk, you kind of um, hit hit this indirectly, but dentists are uh, in the experience business; they're not in the tooth business. And I think you understand that just by the basis of how you design your clinics, uh, because you know the patient is going to walk in and they're going to have an experience within. 10 seconds of walking in there and they're going to look around and go, you know, this place is awesome or, you know, wow. I mean, there's stuff on the floor or there's, you know, you know, it's just, isn't very clean. And I So yeah, I'm out of here. Um, you know, I new- walked into one clinic
1: that really all they needed to do was change out all their light bulbs. They were all different colors and weren't, yes. a lot of them were burnt out. And I just realized that when I walked in, I was like, if they just replaced the light bulbs, this place would look better. Mm-hmm. Simple things, you know. So, so the value-added part of it, you know, why we can we can make a clinic, you know, have more value is we can look at some of those aspects from mm-hmm. a from a truly objective viewpoint, uh, an outsider's viewpoint. Even your own staff, who are sitting in it all the time, don't notice incremental, really slow changes to how the carpets worn or that there's a traffic path now on the carpet that wasn't there before, um, that the chairs that they really loved and that had really cool colors now have worn out arms on them or the furniture looks all dinged up and the kids' area has, I don't know, the chairs are partially broken, um, the toys look bad. Mm -hmm. All the way down to the reception desk, how that looks, how clean it is, how many post-it notes are piled all over everything. You know, some of that's management level stuff. But then also the signage, the logos, everything that comes into it colors. Mm -hmm. So just to to touch color for a moment, colors change, colors are trendy, no matter what color it is, even if you say it's white, which white defines (laughs) what era it's in? And so it's, you know, the new gray, the new black, black is the new gray, you know, all those things are defining of, of the trends that people do, and, and and the and the companies proceed to produce things for, and everything. Mm-hmm. So you need to design a clinic to allow for that change. And if it's not being changed, then it's then it's then it's going to look old-fashioned. It's going to look out of date. You know, if, is the if the clinic's out of date, are their treatments of me going to be out of date? True, and and as silly as that may sound to a dentist who is a doctor and who's been trained to do this, and sure they're going to have the most up to date everything, you know, the glues, the this, the that, whatever it is, they're going to have the most up to date. If their clinic doesn't look like that, the patients don't think that they don't. And so, so it's it's important for that, um, and. You know, sometimes we can just save them money. Sometimes I've, I've seen contra- I've seen clients, I've seen dental clients, hire a contractor to replace the reception desk, and it gets replaced. And then I walk in there two or three or four years later, and I say, "Oh, really? Because your reception desk doesn't meet um, accessibility standards. So if you have a wheelchair person, how do they get to your receptionist? They can't." can't and so there's simple things like that that now they probably have to change the reception desk to meet um, Americans with Disability Act guidelines or the building code items and and certainly just sheer comfort for their patients Mm -hmm. access so you know we can we can do that in an efficient way we we've come in and, and spruced up clinics on numerous occasions and you know sometimes it's as simple as some paint Um, or changing wall vinyl, or new carpet, or new furniture, you know, then we're starting to get more and more into different costs. I'd say lighting is a critical one. Lighting becomes a big issue with clinics, Mm -hmm. Um, especially in this this kind of changeover from the incandescent to fluorescent to now LED. Um, So the LED lighting is a much better quality lighting than fluorescent ever was. True, and, yes. in, and in a lot of ways, is better than the incandescent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly much more energy efficient. So mm-hmm. we can actually come in and sometimes I've come in and just said, you know, your clinic can operate much more efficiently in terms of energy usage if, you just, if we can just change out some of these light fixtures and they'll pay for themselves easily within a few years. So, you know, different things are pretty simple sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes more complicated,
0: Sometimes, Bob, you walk into an office and you see the the uh, rake that that's sitting next to the reception area, and you realize that there's shag carpet on the floor, and you're like, "Yeah, you might want to think about changing that."
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> Not to mention that shag carpet doesn't meet Americans with disability
0: Act. So. Uh, no. <laughs> yes, I've seen I've
1: seen pretty much everything. I'm sure uh, you have. You know, in this day and age, it's um, especially with the pandemic stuff. Um, yeah, I know of clinics that still have carpet in their treatment rooms, Oof. and and they really should not have carpet in their treatment rooms. So, <laughs> simple uh, stuff, you know. Just changing out the floor materials will help with some things quite a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Bob, th- this has been great. Thank you so much uh, for being on the Dental Breakdown today. Um, our listeners are going to benefit greatly by all the information that you've shared. Thank you again.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi, I'm Bob Schaefer, president of the Foundation Architects. Started in 1994 to serve entrepreneurial business owners. We specialize in personal custom dental clinics. We design custom dental clinics for dentists to want to fine tune their dental clinic for their the way they practice, their staff, and their patients. We love designing dental
0: clinics. Thank you for listening today. I'm Christian White, the CEO of White & Associates Practice Consulting, Better Business, Better Dentistry. If you would like more information on today's topic, you can contact us at whitedentalconsulting.com breakdown. Keep those teeth white and see you next time on the Dental Breakdown Show.